listening to Best Served Cold, a Born Millennials podcast. The Australian true crime podcast where we drink wine and talk about crime. Formerly Egypt's 36th most popular true crime podcast, hosted by Tama J and Laura Lees. Sit down, relax, grab a drink and enjoy this week's episode. Yeah. Welcome back All to right. another week. Welcome to week 100 and... 47 or however it's long it's been. It's been 74 years. The longest running show on Apple. No, but seriously, it does feel like it's been 74 years of COVID. Yeah. Like, I'm over it. No, I feel like I'm 60 years old at least. At least. At the very least. Well, you are going to be the wrong side of 20 soon. So, Ugh, gross. Welcome to the dark side, yeah. my friend. Welcome. Uh, yeah, welcome to another week of Best Served Cold. If you're new around here, we do this little disclaimer at the start where we mention the fact that we do swear in the show a lot. If you're someone who's not partial to a swear word uh, here and there, maybe a bit more frequently than here and there, then this is probably not the show for you. We kindly request you don't leave us a negative review on iTunes. Kindly. Kindly. Uh, yeah. Uh, but if you are one of our old fuckers that chills <laughs> out with us all the time, welcome back to another week of Best Served Cold. I am one of your wonderful co-hosts, Laura Elise, and I'm now served with no preservatives, no additives, and all natural flavours and sweeteners. Finally. Uh, and I am your other co-host, Tamatoa. Knock, knock. Who's there? Psycho. Psycho who? Ding, 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 ding. Wow, that was terrible. You're welcome. That- okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, this is, the, this is the peak of comedy... That you all come here every week to to witness. I thought you were going to do the um so the KGB will ask the questions. <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. It would have been maybe but next week. Oops, you didn't do it. Oh, how's um, your week been? Great. Yeah, let's just say great. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Should we not talk about it? Oh, it's just yeah. Well, fuck it. Doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, it's been all right. My birthday is this weekend coming. Yes, so, very excited. Um, this episode will come out tomorrow, which is... Three days before s- your birthday. 17th. My birthday is the 21st. Four days before your birthday. Yeah. So, I'm super stoked for that. Um, we're going to eat a lot of food mm-hmm. and drink some drinks. Yes, we're doing both of those things. I can confirm as the super secret organizer, there will be both of those things yes. present. Um, if you want to get me a present as a listener... Send me photos of your cats and or Or, you know, donate to our Ko-Fi. Or donate to our Ko-Fi. Link is in the bio. Or buy a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, I will greatly appreciate that. And I promise that if you do... Is it... We never discovered if it's Ko-Fi or coffee. Anyway, if you do leave a donation uh, this week, I promise it will go towards buying Tama a drink out this weekend if you'd like to shout him a birthday drink. Nice. That'd be great. Thanks, guys. How's your week? It's been all right. It's uh, it's been a liberating week. Mm-hmm. I have left my job. Yes, you have. That I don't like. Uh, I'm starting another job in like a week and a half that I'm really looking forward to. So, yeah, you know, just uh, 2021 is all about cutting out those toxic people, toxic things, just things yeah. that we don't need in life and just focusing more on the good. It's also one of those, for me... It's one of those years where it's like time to knuckle down kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, here's your kick up the ass. Like, last year was kind of shit. Let's stop using that as an excuse and like... 
do stuff. Yeah. Um, Especially yeah. here in Australia where we do have it a lot better than yes. a lot of other countries and how it's going for COVID. Like we don't really have an excuse to use that as an excuse because we had like – we went – 60 days, I think, with zero cases, and then we had one case two days ago, and then we've had no cases since then. Yeah. So, knocking it out of the park, New South Wales. Well done. Yeah, well good done. Stuff. Good stuff, mate. Um, I don't think, I don't believe I have any housekeeping. No, I think it's just a regular, regular episode old today. show. Oh, just to mention that, um, if you'd like to follow us on show, social media, social media, social media, thank you, Michael. We, Kane. we are. At the BSC podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And yeah, if you are listening for the first time, we do have a segment which we do now and then when we can find a story called Six Degrees of Separation, where listeners uh, record their stories of a, you know, a brush with a serial killer or a cult member. So if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, my mum lived next door to Ed Kemper or something, mm. we want to hear from you. Yeah. Shoot us a message, let us know. But yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. So let's just jump right into it. Yeah. So I'm starting, I'm kicking it off this week, babies. Uh, babies. And we're, <laughs> what if I told you, Laura, that... All our listeners are actually babies. Yes. Um, and that's why we get <laughs> one-star reviews from people from us swearing. Because the baby's sensitive ears? Yeah, they don't are... like swears. Right, gotcha. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh what if I told you that, uh, much like the TV show Dexter, there was oh, a real serial killer yes, out there you that did. killed people who were also killers? Also, just I'm so sorry, just before you start, um, if you are listening to this, because my story is second, if you are listening to this and you are someone who, like me, if you hear a name that you don't recognize, I would like you to hold off Googling my case okay. if you've read the if you've read the title please don't google yet there's a reason that will make sense when i tell the story oh so karma continue yeah well anyway so there is an actual kind of real life dexter vigilante kind of like punisher dude mm-hmm. out there uh all the way in uh sao paulo brazil amazing uh his name is pedro rodriguez filho uh Otherwise known as Killer Petey or Pedrino Matador. Ooh, Pedrino Matador. Yes. I like that. Uh, so he was born in a farm in Santa Rita de Sapocai in Brazil, south of Minas Gerais, on June 17, 1954. Now, uh, Minas Gerais means general mines because the area around there is notorious for its mines, of course. Right. Uh, now, uh, uh, Pedro was, uh, while his mother was still pregnant with him, he was kicked in the stomach. She was kicked in the stomach oh. from Rodriguez's father, resulting in him being born with a bruised skull. Oh, Jesus. And this would kind of set the tone for his childhood, a lot of physical abuse, mm. um, which was very prevalent with his father around. Uh, now, Rodriguez is a very interesting character because he has... Uh, this sort of backstory of abuse, um, a little bit of poverty, yeah. Um, in a country where like poverty and uh, sometimes things like, uh, I guess, um, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? Co- uh, corporations uh, being greedy, 
corporate greed. Yeah. Um, just taking advantage of countries like that. Uh, very prevalent So capitalism, thing. basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, corruption is what I'm thinking of. Ah, uh, so, so capitalism, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he would soon grow up to be this man who, for his own benefit or rather in retaliation to what people did around him, mm. became a serial killer. Rather than someone who had a modus operandi um, and targeted people, it almost was like things happening to him uh, and they sort of arose around him. Yeah, he was like an avenger, like yeah. an avenging or, angel. Uh, in a sense, yeah. So he first felt the urge to kill at the age of 13. Jesus, uh, yeah. that is young. So he claims he attempted to murder his cousin by pushing him into a sugarcane press but was unsuccessful. Only a year later, when he was 14, the deputy mayor of Santa Rita da Sopocay fired his father, who was working as a school guard, when he was accused of stealing food from the school kitchen. Mm-hmm. Rodriguez found and shot him with a shotgun in front of the city hall. He then went on to kill a completely different security guard, who was the actual thief stealing food and caused his father to be fired subsequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, because he's just murdered two people, he takes refuge in uh, in Mogadas Cruces. In- You're just nailing these pronunciations. I think I messed today. that one up. Mogadas Cruces uh, in Greater Sao Paulo, uh, where he began robbing local slums and drug dens and even kills a drug dealer um, around this time. Mm-hmm. At some point, he takes on the responsibilities of that same drug dealer and is forced to, and I say forced in air quotes because it's whatever, but Mm. um, he is forced to kill other rival dealers. Now, it's quite obvious at this point he doesn't really have much of a problem with killing, especially when it's sort of in his game uh, and it seems like it's kind of the way of life in these areas. Yeah. Um, Not to like, you know, be like, that's what no, it's, it's like not in a country. It, yeah. No, or, or rather, that's what the country's like. Yeah, but in this kind of area, it's like kill or be killed, doggy yeah. dog, kind of like you know, look out for yourself thing. So uh, soon, around about this time, he meets a woman named Maria Aparecida uh, um, Olympia, nicknamed Botina, and they start living together. Uh, Bettina soon becomes pregnant, uh, but unfortunately, after a while of them being together. She loses the baby when she's executed by a rival gang leader. Jesus. Rodriguez stumbles upon her body and uh, escapes the rival gang and later recruit recruits uh, a bunch of other soldiers and sets up his own drug business, like his own little business. Mm. And uh, in getting revenge for the murder of his fiance and his unborn child, he tortures and kills several people trying to find out who was responsible for killing her. Uh, the gang leader responsible, a former rival of the organization he was working for, was betrayed by his ex-wife and received a visit from Rodriguez and four friends during a wedding party. They brutally killed seven people and injured 16 others. At that time, Rodriguez was not even 18 years old yet. Oh, wow. Uh, just months after this massacre, he discovered that the boyfriend of his favorite cousin had impregnated her but refused to marry her, and Rodriguez fatally shot him as a result of which. Okay, that's a little bit of a, of a, a bit of a step, maybe. yeah. yeah. Uh, so still in Mogi, uh, he executed his father in a city jail 
after he found out that she he had killed his mother by 21 machete blows and dismembering her body. That's Oof. heavy. Yes. Yeah. Now, in addition to 22 stab wounds to his father, he also ripped out his heart, chewed out a part, and spat it out. Oh, my God. Now, that's not exactly confirmed, but in right. a TV interview with the journalist Marcelo Rosande, that's what he said. Okay. That's pretty... That's some serious rage. Yeah. Uh, Rodriguez was arrested for the first time on the 24th of May, 1973. He's lived in prison for most of his adult years, and this is where things get very busy for him. Okay. Uh, Police records show that when he was being transported with another prisoner, both were handcuffed in the back of a, a, a police van. When they opened up the back doors of the car, they found the other prisoner already dead. Rodriguez instantly took responsibility for the crime, justifying it by saying the other prisoner was a rapist. Because he was. Can you imagine if he tried to say it wasn't him? Yeah. He's just, like, just like him and some other dude in the back of a van. He's like, I don't was, know, man. He was like that when I got here. It was an act of God. <laughs> the, the amount of cases like that where like someone's dead and they're like, yeah, it wasn't me. It's like, okay, but you were the only person here. So, yeah. Mm. So, although he was sentenced to 126 years imprisonment for the crimes he already committed, he was to be released in 2003 because uh, in Brazilian law, uh, there's a law that prohibits anyone from spending more than 30 years behind bars. Right. Uh, even in 1934, there was a decree signed by then-President Gutiérrez Vargas, which allowed psychopaths to be maintained indefinitely uh, in psychiatric establish- establishments for treatment. Uh, and also because of further crimes he would later go on to commit in prison, his sentence was increased to almost 400 years. Jesus. But the most they could extend his time uh, in prison till was uh, t- 2017. Okay. Uh, so instead of 2003, he was let out around 2017. Uh, Rodriguez had the freedom to remake his life with his girlfriend he made while he was inside, a uh, former prisoner whose name he chose not to reveal, uh, who he knew by exchanging letters. After serving 12 years for theft, the woman was released and visited Rodriguez in his prison um, every now and then. Yeah. According to fellow prisoners, Rodriguez is somewhat of a, a phenom, like a, a you know, a, a, an icon, you know, something ethereal and, you know, godlike, yeah. almost unreal. So he survived a very harsh prison within Brazil uh, as a prison known for killing other criminals. He never should have survived. It's just unheard of that he did. Okay. So he killed and wounded dozens of other fe- uh, fellow criminals in order to survive all up. He killed at least 47 other inmates Jesus. while serving his time in prison. And this made up a majority of his murders. I think it goes upwards of like a hundred plus. Oh my god! Um, in terms of the overall number of people he's murdered, but that's if the facts are correct. Right, it, it, it's like a maximum of that. At the bare minimum, it's like fifty something. Uh, so Rodriguez, while incarcerated, um, he killed a lot of people that he felt deserved retribution. So murderers, uh, rapists, um, sexual assaultists—you know, people that he felt didn't deserve to 
just rot away in prison. Yeah. Uh, one time he was attacked by five prisoners. He killed three of them and chased the other two away. Fuck me. Yeah. So this guy is a fucking badass. Uh, just would not lie down while these people tried to take advantage of him. Rodriguez, while he did kill a lot of people in his own sort of justified vigilante sort of way, he also did kill people for menial things like a, a cellmate who snored too much. Yeah, okay. Sounds like he just likes killing people. Yeah, and another one uh, because he did not like his face. <laughs> now, it's funny that you say he just liked killing because he eventually had a tattoo put on his left arm in Portuguese, I kill for pleasure. That's so, so wild. You know what I mean? Like, Imagine being killed, like being murdered because someone, quote, doesn't like your face. That's just like the ultimate insult. I don't like your face. It's so terrible. Yeah. I need to murder you. Yeah. Um, so just quick side note as well. I'm also trying to make an effort to swallow off of the mic <laughs> because we've had a very nice review given that, but they did not like how many times I swallow on mic. So I'm going to try. I've never and- noticed you doing it. Neither. So I'm, I mean, and now I'm conscious of it though. and I can't stop fucking thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so when it comes to uh, Pedro Rodriguez Fijo, uh, though he was in his own way justifying these killings, um, he he was targeting victims who, for the most part, weren't just average everyday people. Um, someone actually uh, went on to like a, like a psychoanalysis letter described him as a the perfect psychopath. So he went after criminals who he thought had wronged him or wronged other people. Right. Um, you know, some people think he has no remorse and no compassion for others, which uh, other people dispute because he had a fiance and he had a very deep connection with his mother and actually killed his father as a result of him killing his mother. Mm. Uh, so he's a very interesting person, you know. Psychopaths don't generally develop affection. Uh, and, you know, there are, there are so many clear... Uh, instances of him having affection for other people. Yeah. Um, so after staying in prison for nearly 34 years, he was released on the 24th of April in 2007. He moved somewhere northeast, somewhere around uh, Fortaleza in Sierra. Uh, now, while while um, he he was never directly mentioned or referenced, he has been the the inspiration for a few different odd subs in Criminal Minds. Yes, I love Criminal yeah. Minds. Uh, so he was the inspiration for uh, unsubs like Vincent Peretta, who was the natural-born killer, Johnny McHale, True Knight, and Connor O'Brien, who was public enemy. Uh, and as, I, as of what I can tell, I don't believe he was directly a reference to the story of Dexter. Because okay. Dexter is a bit of a different story, but it definitely is. Well, it seems like they've definitely taken some inspiration. Yeah, like it, the if lovable anything. psychopath. Yeah, like the the kind of psychopath where it's like, you know, you can't necessarily tell how you feel about it. Because mm. um, it's on one hand, it's like cold blooded murder, which is not a good thing to do, but it's people who are. He, in his eyes, deserving of it, um, who have done heinous crimes to other people, mm. you know. So it's a very interesting 
character. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, that was a good one. That's all there really is I to it. I liked that. Mm. Very interesting. Very yeah. very cool. Uh, and I, I I tried very hard with those pronunciations. I'm sorry if I butchered any of them. I was very impressed yeah. because I can barely say English words. So, <laughs> well, um, Spanish is one of those languages I'm trying to learn very slowly. Mm. So the pronunciations come relatively easy. Mm-hmm. It's the remembering words that I have a struggle with. Yeah, see, I just struggle with everything. Yeah, fair enough. I've tried so many times to learn French just because I don't know why. I feel like it's just a weird flex to have on people that you can speak French because it's such a lovely sounding language. Yeah, but a very difficult one in the sense that they just change the sentences because they want them to sound better. Yeah, like they will conjugate words, which is where they cut bits out and put an apostrophe in the middle to make one word. Mm. Uh, they'll conjugate words just to make it sound prettier Yeah, because a big part of their culture is so, so what my uh, teacher told me in the one semester of French I did at university. So if this is not true, don't at me. Uh, I can't remember what she called it, but yeah, it's, it's a term like there's a proper term for it. And it's yeah. They basically will just make words sound better but to be fair french and spanish is still miles easier to learn than english which is what blows my mind because i do feel like i have a relatively good grasp on the english language but cannot learn french or another language for the life of me like i just don't have well the older you get the harder it is but it's not even like i can't even retain from lesson to lesson like i went through like duolingo and I'll get to the point where I just won't remember, like, yeah, I the also, words from the lesson I did, like, 10 minutes ago. It's yeah, just I, like, al- I also think that's partially Duolingo's fault. Like, the the system it sets up isn't exactly one that helps you retain yeah. information that well. Like, when- you, need, you, need, uh, you need different forms of learning. Yeah. Um, it's, when yeah. I was very intent on learning French, I don't know if this podcast is still around, but it was uh, Coffee Break French. And I think they do other languages as well. And they're just like 15-minute podcast episodes that help you learn languages. Nice. But that was good. If anyone is interested in learning French and that podcast still exists, look up uh, Coffee Break French. Is it my turn? It is your turn, yes. Okay. So, like I said, I'm asking nicely that you don't Google uh, this victim's name purely because there's some things that I want to clarify later in the story that will be ruined for you if you Google it. If you already know this case, then the way I've structured it, the little twist won't be a twist at all. Okay. So, this case is very similar to another one we did on the show not similar in the circumstances, but similar in the a death that has been ruled accidental, but just something about it doesn't sit right. Uh, Kendrick Johnson. Yeah. So he was the boy who was found upside down in the gym mats, and just something about it is just. Off. Yeah, a lot of lot of discussion on either side of it, and definitely yeah. one of those cases where it should be looked into more, which I think it is actually. The case has been reopened, I believe. Mm. So this is the death of, and I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing this name because everything I looked at, it's obviously most of the sources I looked at are American sources, so they pronounce it with a very thick accent, which is Tamla, Tamla Horsford, but I don't have an American accent. So I don't know if it's Tamla 
or Tamla. I'm just going to say Tamla. But it's okay. the death of uh, Tamla Horsford. So on the 3rd of November 2018, uh, Tamla Horsford fed her five children and her husband and left her home for a party celebrating the birthday of one of her friends, Janine Myers. Alongside Tamla, a group of seven other women, most of whom knew each other through the local football league uh, that their children all went to and were friends at, they all gathered at Myers' house. The group were basically just having a good old-fashioned like sleepover, uh, as Myers didn't want anyone to drink and drive, so she had a, a big enough house and was like, "Hey, if you want to come, and we'll have like a girls' night sleepover, and you can stay if you want to drink, and your partner can't pick you up or whatever." So in the end, the party totaled twelve people, with uh, Leanne's boyfriend Jose Barrera and the husband of another woman staying as well. The night from witness accounts was a pretty average girls' night. The women stayed uh, in the downstairs lounge room. They drank, they chatted, and they watched the LSU-Alabama football game while the two men went downstairs into the basement to watch their own game. Later in the evening, the two men came upstairs, joined the rest of the party. They played Cards Against Humanity. They drank together, and photos and videos from the night show everyone, including Tamla, happy, smiling, just having a good time. Of the group, Tamla was the only smoker, cigarettes and pot, and she would regularly step outside onto the balcony for a smoke break. Like all the other people there, Tamla was drinking, but witnesses from the night and witness statements from the night don't report her seeming overly drunk or like unable to like keep her shit together. She wasn't like falling over or vomiting. She was just drunk. Mm-hmm. At around 11.30pm, the first of the guests begin to leave and those of the women who were staying, they, you know, one after the other as they get tired, begin to slowly make their way upstairs to head off to bed. The last people to see Tamla was Bridget Fuller, whose partner picked her up just before 2am. Bridget told police that she'd said goodbye to Tamla, who mentioned that she was going outside to the upstairs deck to have one last cigarette and then going to bed as well. The home security system at the Myers home connects to an app on your iPhone that registers once it's activated, it registers when the doors open and close and which ones they are. Mm-hmm. So uh, the home security system registers the door opening and then closing and then opening one final time at one fifty-seven a.m. A screenshot of the home uh, from the system that I'm assuming is from uh, – the Myers phone reads front door opened 1:47 a.m. Front door closed at 1:47 a.m., which coincides with Bridget Fuller being picked up by her partner. Back door opened at 1:49 a.m. Back door closed at 1:50 a.m. Back door opened at 1:57 a.m. So the door, according to this system alert, is not closed. Right. So the following morning, between 8:30 a.m. and 8:45 a.m., depending on where you read. Maya's aunt, Madeline Lombardi, wakes up early to make herself some coffee. As she's standing in the kitchen, she looks up to see a white dog print jumpsuit, like a onesie basically, in the backyard. A split second later, she realizes it's Tamla lying face down in the grass. So we know from doing this show, you can't judge how people respond to trauma and everyone responds to things differently, and no one will ever respond in the way that you think they should. But Lombardi doesn't immediately run out to the backyard to see if Tamla's okay. Instead, she's quoted as saying she knelt on the ground and said a prayer and then stood up 
to check that she wasn't dreaming. She then, instead of going outside, she goes upstairs and wakes up both Myers and her partner, Jose Barrera, who come downstairs and at 8.59am, a call to 911 dispatch is made. So, I mean, that's not a huge chunk of time. You know, it's either a half hour or 15 minutes. But in my opinion, that's still a fair amount of time has passed for you to go out, realize that she's not breathing and make Kneel a call to 911. Yeah. That's just kind of weird, but okay. So in the call, Barrera describes Tamla as lying face down and not breathing. He also mentions a cut on her wrist, which he speculates could be self-inflicted. A woman who is most likely Myers can be heard in the background speculating that Tamla must have fallen from the balcony. Police arrive on scene shortly after at 9.07 a.m. Now, one interesting fact that is worth noting, in statements taken from both Myers Herrera and Lombardi, when they discovered Tamla's body, both her arms are straight down by her side. So she's lying face down in the grass. Both her arms are straight down by her side. Myers was quoted as saying, both arms were down by her side. And that's why, because that image is burned in my head, because the best way I could phrase it almost looked like she'd face planted because I'm like, I'd never imagined someone landing with like her toes almost pointed and her hands perfectly by her side. Mm. Like all my stuff is based on law and order and CSI. So it's not a good reference point, but I was just shocked at how she was lying. However, in the official report, Tamla is noted as having fallen with her right hand at a 40 degree with her right hand at a 40-degree angle and her left hand by her left arm by her side. While they're there, they also measure the height of the balcony. The balcony height is 14 feet and including the railings, 17 feet. So it's not enormously high. Like it's not like a yeah. seven-story building, you know, 14 feet, you're 6'3", so 14 feet is just a wee bit taller than two of you standing yeah, on like top of yourself. Yeah, it's a decent distance to fall but not necessarily fatal i don't think i wouldn't think so so if you dig around on the internet there are there is a crime scene photo taken where there's a police officer and someone else standing on the balcony like looking down and it's definitely like it's tall like i would say it's marginally taller than our the balcony that juts out above our apartment gotcha which Listening to this podcast, you can't see, but yeah. Tamara is looking at Just imagine at it. Yeah. Just imagine it. <laughs> but yeah, I would not think, sure, you would hurt yourself, but I would not think it would be tall enough to fatally kill you. Yeah. So Tamla is pronounced deceased at the scene and her body is sent for an official autopsy. However, like so many of these cases, before a report is even done, the police on site are basically already telling everyone that it's an accident from a fall from the balcony. And on, the Febru- and on February 20th, 2019, so um, just sort of over four months after her passing, Tamla's case is closed and an accidental death is the final ruling made. But we're not here to talk about a straightforward accidental case, nope. are we? No, we're not. We don't, we don't cover those. No, sis. So, right. So for those who've heard about this case before, you'll know the next details I'm about to say. It won't be a surprise to you. And I'm also not saying that any of the three points I'm about to make necessarily automatically say it's foul play, but it's just something worth keeping in your mind. So one fact I didn't mention at the start of this story, Tamla Horsford is a black woman. She's African-American. Second fact I purposely didn't mention, the party and all the women lived in Forsyth County, which is just northeast of Atlanta. It's a very small 
County rooted in racism and hatred towards black people. Mm -hmm. In fact, in 1912, Forsyth County experienced what was called a racial cleansing after the false accusation of a black man raping a white woman. Mobs descended on the homes and businesses of any black citizens and 1,098 black residents were driven out of the country. Shit. Still, the county is predominantly white. Yeah, I remember hearing about that as well. Yeah. So the third fact... All attendees aside from Tamla at the party are white. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So like I said, it's not automatically a hate crime, but it's just, it's a little odd thing worth noting. Yeah. So the official cause of death for Tamla is ruled as accidental death due to a fall from the balcony, which is suspected either due to her leaning over the rail to vomit or because she felt like she was going to vomit because she was drunk and falling or falling from the railing because she was sitting on the railing whilst having a cigarette. Now, for me personally, neither of these really pan out. One, the balcony railing is pretty high. So you can see in the photo I mentioned before, you can see what I would assume average male height, so six foot something. It sort of comes, the railing comes just shy of their hip bones. So not the easiest height to fall over. I couldn't find Tamla's height online, but again, I assume she's like the average female height at, you know, five foot five. Let's draw it right in the middle, meaning the railing's probably more so at her waist or like lower chest height. So meaning you'd really have to sort of try or run at it with like full force to just flip over the or fall over the balcony railing. Yeah. Like you'd have to be trying well, pretty hard. Plus the witness statement saying that her arms were to the side. Like So and, she's and literally just fallen face yeah, down. You don't fall like that. No. No one is in the history of the world has ever fallen like that. Yeah. And the second theory about her sitting on the railing smoking uh doesn't work because police found on the balcony both her lighter and an unlit cigarette still on the balcony. So that's just the first sort of thing to me that doesn't make sense. The actual practicalities of falling off the balcony in the first place, not saying it's not possible, but to me, it's very fishy. Now, the second big thing that doesn't make sense to me, Tamla is noted as having her, you know, full face into the grass. So she's basically face planted with both her legs straight out behind her. And depending on who you believe, either both arms by her side or one arm by her side and the other sort of cocked out at an angle. So you hear someone falls off a balcony, you assume A, that both their arms would be broken having tried to brace themselves and probably at awkward angles, maybe Mm -hmm. one trapped underneath your body when you've fallen and you'd maybe be on your side or your face would be to the side. No, she is like flat face down in the grass, how she's come to rest. For me, I would assume that the injuries would probably be, you know, broken neck and potentially ribs. That's what you'd probably think if you have a fall from a height. Tamla showed blunt force trauma to her head, neck, torso, and extremities, including abrasions of the face, four types of hemorrhages in the skull and brain, dislocation of the right wrist, and cuts on her arms and legs. Additionally, she suffered a broken neck and laceration of the right ventricle of the heart. Which to me, just like, I'm not a doctor, but reading that, a fall from a 14-foot high balcony... That seems pretty extreme. Yeah. Like that just seems like you just wouldn't damage your body that much simply falling off that height of a balcony. Yeah, it would need to be much higher to to result in that kind of yeah. damage. 
Even one of the investigators, Mike Christian, who was on site the day the 911 call was made, noted that it was odd that she'd fallen with her face directly down and hadn't fallen with it, you know, sort of leaning to either side, so with her cheek on the grass. Many have questioned her final resting position as well as the lacerations on her arms and legs. Considering the fall was directly from the balcony to low-cut grass and dirt, what exactly has caused those cuts? She's not fallen through a tree. She's not fallen through brushes. She's fallen onto short-cut lawn grass. So what's caused the cuts on her arms and legs? That just makes no sense. Many speculate the wounds look like defensive wounds, and it's worth noting that due to the immediate assumption her death was an accident, no fingernail clippings were ever taken. So we can't even rule out if there were skin cells under her fingernails. Great. Yeah. Weird as seal on the initial report done by the same Mike Christian, he originally noted the scrapes on Tamla's legs were matches for the low sort of uh, trim hedges near nearby the path. So you know how you have those like sort of knee height hedges that line yeah. pathways. Yeah. Um, he noted that the sort of height on her legs versus the height of the hedges seemed to be a match. The next odd thing, the crime scene was never really treated as such. Witnesses weren't interviewed until late in the evening, despite Tamla's body being found early in the morning. The scene was never secured and multiple people walked in and out, and officers on the scene have admitted that Tamla's body was moved at least once. No fingerprints were ever taken, and conveniently, the security cameras that the Myers owned that covered the backyard of the premises, they ran out of battery that night. Right. No autopsy photos were ever done. Now, the uh, FSCO and the GBI, which is kind of like a lower rank of the FBI, I think, have refuted the claim, saying that there are photos, but despite the case being reopened recently and repeated requests from the family attorney, no one has ever seen these photos, and the holdup has been blamed on a missing release form from one of Tamla's family. But you would think if it's Tamla's family requesting the photos, yeah. they would be like, okay, well, give us the form and we'll fucking sign it. Yeah, then. I smell bullshit on that. So from what I can tell, there's only a few images from the crime scene, one which does show a compound fracture from Tamla's wrist. So if you don't know what a compound fracture is, it means when the bone breaks and goes through the skin. Right. So another odd thing, like I do understand the the basics of a – how a human dies when you die, your heart stops beating, and so therefore blood stops pumping through your body. But there's no blood. So a bone protrudes from her skin, and no blood is found on the grass. Yeah, okay. that's. So I do know, as I said, that once you die, your heart stops beating, so therefore the blood in your system stops circulating, but gravity still does have an effect on your body. Considering she's found face down with the wound facing into the grass... Personally, I would find it reasonable to assume that after her, you know, post-mortem, gravity would have done its job and some blood would have leaked out of the wound simply due to the, you know, the settling of the fluids in her body. Yeah. But there's none. There's no blood on the grass. In 2019, after the self-named Forsyth 12, which is what the attendants of the party called themselves... And one of Tamla's closest friends came to an online conflict due to inconsistencies with the death. Jose Barrera, who was the partner of Myers, whose house Tamla died at, was fired from his position as a pretrial officer after he was caught illegally accessing Tamla's incident report. Oh, okay. Which, Whoa, if Jesus you're. Christ. 
if you're just this horrible accident occurred at your house, why would you care what's in the incident report? So that just seems fishy. So, to me. so he he believes it he was, was just a, a he was a pretrial. Well, they've always maintained that it was a terrible accident and that they had nothing to do with it. Right. But the owner of the house, her partner, who was one of the people that found Tamla's body, yeah. He was a pretrial officer, so he had access to all the, you know, the registries and that sort of stuff. So he was caught accessing her file illegally to see oh. what was in the incident report. Mm. Which, if you've had a tragic accident happen at your home and you know it's a tragic accident, why do you care what's in the incident report? Yeah, you naughty boy. What are you doing? So the other thing I find odd. So from what I can see from the pictures on the evening that were taken in the living room, the house is a typical, you know, upper middle class home. Like it's big, but it's not like Kim K mansion big. So some of the party guests on the night, reminder, a total of eight people are, are sleeping in the house. Some of them had only gone to bed a little while prior to Tamla. And yet no one, not a single person, hears anything when Tamla allegedly falls to her death from a two-story balcony. Yeah, it's a very loud, even on shortcut grass, you would hear something. You would hear a drop. I feel like she would have made some noise. I don't think you just silently fall off a balcony. It does not happen. So despite all of these oddities, all of these things that don't seem to make sense when you read about... The file. It wasn't until the murder of George Floyd and the uprising of the Black Lives Matter movement in 2020 that external pressure from many celebrities and a change.org petition, which received over 600,000 signatures, that Tamla's case has officially been reopened, which is when all this stuff with the autopsy photos has come out because the family's attorney's like, okay, case is reopened. Give us a look at those autopsy photos. And they're like, they're they're here somewhere. Yeah, uh, let me just check my files. I swear I had them on my desk. (laughs) I'll get them for you one day. So it has officially been reopened, but as of today, no significant breakthroughs on the case have been made. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is all becoming a bit of a thing, isn't it? Or rather, it's been a thing for a while and it's becoming a bit more apparent. Well, it just, to me, seems a bit suspicious that whenever these weird accidental deaths happen, it's always someone of colour. Yeah, like, yeah. May, I could be totally wrong, but I don't think I've ever heard of one of these cases where it's a white person. No, definitely nothing um, that's been shut down as an accidental or unconclusive. I could uh, be very wrong about that. There could be heaps of them. Yeah, like, like I've never at heard the very one. least you'd be like, I mean, there's definitely cases out there where there are white or English um, European people who have passed away with suspicious um, in su- suspicious ways where it's been ruled out in um, as an accident. Yeah, um, there's a... But um, far more have been inconclusive and they label them as such. Whereas on the equally amount of uh, people of colour who have died in the same ways, it's mm. always an accident. Almost always. Yeah. And if you are, there are a few other odd things that I didn't include just sort of for time constraints. But Rolling Stones did a really good article on all the weird things around this case. Um, so if you are interested in learning more, I would suggest giving the Rolling Stones article a read because it's, it's a very good one. Great. Yeah, it is a bit of a... Um, you, you just, at the very least, you just want answers, and 
even if it was an accident. You just feel so sad for the family. Yeah. But yeah, I just can't get over how she like how the placement of the body. It just yeah, well, there's just there's Doesn't so much around sense. it that's very particular and very suspect that it warrants at least some investigation. But the sheer yeah. fact that the almost the second they get there, they're labeling it as an accident. You know, it's she just fell like off. hearing about that. Like, I couldn't find like oh, I didn't really look because I don't want to look at them. But I couldn't see any like crime scene photos of the actual positioning of the body. But I just can't imagine falling like that yeah from a height and it's not like we don't already know there's a huge issue with racism and the police in america and just racism in general in america Mm. um so it all kind of like falls a bit too conveniently together yeah you know what i mean just something about it just doesn't sit right yeah it's just um a bit too convenient of a thing you know just just all the pieces aligning themselves like that, it just doesn't really make... It's just not really a fair assessment to make. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that is the very, very sad death of um, Tamla Horsford. And she left behind five children and a husband who I'm sure miss her... Dearly miss her, yeah. ...very much and just want to know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, at the very least. It's just answers and finding a conclusion to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that some people would never find, and it's horrible. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I think that would be the worst thing, was just the not knowing. Yeah. and um, But also just, if this was caused by someone, it's about seeking justice for the death of a f- close family member. Yeah, you, know? you just never know. But yeah, it's just odd. Like, very odd. Yeah. It definitely has that. The whole aura of like suspicion around it. There's something very particularly wrong about it. Mm. But it did remind me when I was reading it. It reminded me a lot about the Kendrick Johnson. Yeah. Death. Yeah, where it's just it's so inconceivable to label it as an accident. It's just mm. there's it just not. It's just hard to sort of see it as such. You know. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Or at the very least, how quickly they were to label it as that. Because it's the same thing with Kendrick. It was like, instantly, it's like, it's an accident. That's it. Wrap it up. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. All right. Let's make it make sense. Make it make sense. Let's just actually look into it a little bit. Mm. But um, if you are new around here, this is the part of the show where we're done with the stories and now... We just, Tamara and I just talk shit for a little while. Yeah. So if you are someone who just came here to listen to the stories, we'll catch you next week. If you want to stick around, well, welcome to the part of the show where we slowly lose our minds. Um, Fun fact, the man who was responsible for the Amityville horror murders, uh, Ronald DeFeo Jr., uh, passed away the other day. Oh. On the 12th of March. Wait, the Amityville murders... Yeah, the mass murders that that inspired the Amityville Horror. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, we did the case on the show. Yeah, I do remember that. <clears throat> um, we Joseph do a lot Defeo. of cases, though. There's only yeah. so many facts my brain can retain. He he passed away, uh, yeah, on the on the 12th of March this year. Wasn't that today? 
No. Nope. No, not even close. It was announced, I think, today or or, or yesterday. Right. Uh, I do remember reading about it today. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Um, It's a very interesting case in itself. If you want to listen to the episode, Mm. we have an episode all about it on our show. I think it was episode 26. One of those, yeah. If not, listen to 26 anyway. Listen to all of them. Yeah, listen to all of them. Give us a... A review on Apple, if yeah. you haven't already. Please. please. We would really like that. We're desperate for your love and affection. <laughs> We're desperate, please. We're millennials. <laughs> we, need we need clapping to stay alive. Yeah. I'm like Tinkerbell. Mm. I need constant validation or I'll die. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Thanks. Thank you. Buy us a coffee. Please. I've had way too much coffee today. I'm like crashing so hard right now. Like I'm struggling to keep my eyes open because I've had like five coffees. It's too many. Yeah, we, we've um, started using this uh, mushroom powder, which is like a mixture of different uh, health mushrooms. Uh, totally legal. Not those types of mushrooms. No, it's like um, Torello, I think, is like one of the names, something like uh, it's that. It's a suburb. Is it? Cool. Uh, well, shout out to Torello. Um, there's a mushroom with a similar name and a bunch of other mushrooms that have medicinal properties to them. And uh, one of the, one of them is like a mixture of all these different ones that help with like immune system and um, your digestion mm-hmm. and your energy levels. And I've Never found been so regular. I found that like my energy actually improves so much using it. Like when it gets to this time, mine of day. does too. I just think my brain is going through a very anxious period right now, and so yeah, any and all energy just goes to that. Just yeah. being anxious all the time. Yeah. You're, Love you're, it. Your, uh, your brain is too active. It is. And too big. It holds too many secrets. I just wish I could press a button and turn it off just for like 10 minutes. Well, that would kill you. No, just for 10 minutes. Right. Like a pause button. Well, I think I don't think you, if you turn off your brain, you couldn't turn it back on. Can't I just turn off the thoughts? I'll put it on a timer. It can turn itself back on. <laughs> Yeah, scientists, get on that shit. Come on. I want a timer for my brain. Yeah. Just turn off all thoughts. I mean, basically, it's sleeping. It's all I, I mean, want. Yeah, in, in a basically, sense. Basically, I'm asking just for a nap. Well, you could <laughs> get someone to give you chloroform and then just pass out and then... I feel like that would be really bad for you, like, doing it all the time. I think that is terrible for you. I have no idea. I've never used chloroform. Let's test it out, shall Great. we? Great, yeah. We'll get some chloroform. We'll do it a bunch of times. We'll see if one of us dies. Anyone out there who's a chemist, let us know what chloroform does to you Over after inhalation. repeated uses yeah. on the brain. It I probably, if, like, melts it or something. Imagine if, like, laughing gas, t- like, ruins Laughing gas? Laughing gas! Isn't that what it's called? Gas. Okay, You sure. said gas. You were like, laughing gas. Well, yeah, I mean... It's laughing gas. Okay, sure. You've never uh, said that word. I live with you. You've never said gas. <laughs> I feel like I have, but okay. I'll just start up the gas cookers. <laughs> so I'm just feeling a bit posh tonight. You say gas. Would you like to come and look at our new gas barbecue? <laughs> yes, I would. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's gas. Come take a bath. I guess that one That's also yeah. gas. <laughs> <laughs> My gas-powered bath. Yes. Oh, God. This oh, is, um, why are we like this? Yeah, this is turning into a bit of a thing. Uh, what are we talking about again? I, I fucking, don't remember. You just completely side-railed me. Something to do with See, gas. That, re- that one-star review is completely wrong. Laughing gas. You just completely fucking derailed my conversations. Yeah, how 
dare someone be like, you, <laughs> bitch, you talk too much on your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, funny that. Yeah. Get your own show. And then bitch. it's like that, uh, that new TikTok meme where it's like the... Dun, 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 and then they talk over the top of it. I don't know how... That was a terrible That's, way of describing yeah, I, it. You, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know how to describe it. It's imp- How do you describe something visual? Anyway. You, okay. There's probably someone out there who's like, I know exactly what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Don't like our podcast? Start your own. True. That'll, sh- that'll show us. Do it. I dare yeah, you. Do it better than us. Look, you know what? I'm going to find the sound on reels and I'm going to do a reel and then you'll all know what I'm Great. talking about. Yeah. So check out our Instagram and our reels account. Uh, I do enjoy doing reels. They're yeah. all terrible, but I have so much fun making but them. But yeah, that's the whole point, I guess, is it's fun. It's a crock of shit, but you know, it is what it is. Also, uh, Australian term of the, of the, of the episode, crock of shit. Is that not an international thing? I don't think so. Um, if it is, please correct me, but I'm pretty sure it's Australian. Well, there you go. Uh, basically just means, uh, not a good thing, a very bad thing. Well, isn't it, isn't it from like a crock pot? So it'd be like a crock of shit, like a crock pot size pile of shit? I don't know. That's what I always thought it was. It's it's like Like many sayings where it's like, what does this actually fucking mean? Like you're spouting so much shit, it's enough to fill an entire family size crock pot. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like dickhead. It's like, what, so what does that actually entail? Is it like the head of a dick or like your dick has a, your head has a dick on it? I think it is, I don't know. Yeah. Like more sore, more, more sore. Or an asshole. You're like, so you're calling me a butthole, but like a ruder version of it. And it's like, okay, that's just, that's just like an anatomic Well, I think the whole of point of asshole is like no one, I was about to say no one really likes assholes, but I guess there are some people that really like assholes. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) Um, Speaking of assholes, I had brunch with a friend today. (laughs) Shout out. No, it'll make sense. Shout out, B, if you are listening to this episode. And we were talking about uh, pregnancy and giving birth and how we're both kind of like on the fence about whether or not we want to have kids. And whether you would do it naturally or if you could afford it, would you have a like a scheduled C-section? Because I just feel like I think something crazy like 98% of women like shit themselves during birth because you're just pushing and you can't like – I know you don't have a vagina so you wouldn't understand. I'll try. But you can't differentiate between like – pushing something out your vag and pushing something out your butt. So like 98% of women, because you're pushing so much, it's just all your pelvic muscles are trying to get this baby out. You push out all the shit that's like ready to go. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, it'd be the least of your troubles or your worries. The least of my troubles, but I feel like, I don't know. I just, I just think your romance with your partner would never be the same if they watched you just shit the shit yourselves uncontrollably. Yeah. I just feel like for me personally, if I saw you do that, <laughs> I don't know if I could move past that. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. I feel like if I was also shitting myself uncontrollably, and you were watching me making direct yeah. eye contact and be like, "Oh, I would feel very uncomfortable henceforth." The wonder of life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we yeah. just like? I mean, like, not to not to shade on anyone who has kids or anything, but like, it's. 
I don't know if I want to call it the wonder of life. Like, it is fantastic and everything, but it's fucking intense. Yeah. And, and people are so real, casual about it. A real episodic thing. Like, did you know sometimes your vagina and your asshole will become one? Because oh, it rips. God. Because it rips. Jesus Christ. And they have to stitch you back up. And that's just normal. That's not like an extreme birth. That's yeah. just like normal. Look, by choosing to not have kids, we're kind of like not contributing to the overpopulation issue we have. So well, we haven't 100% decided if we're going to not. Or... No, but if we don't, yeah. we're like saving the planet. Yeah, that's how don't... we justify it. Yeah, don't call us heroes. You're the, you're the heroes that you need, not the ones that you deserve. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, people are just super casual about the fact that like, oh, the beauty of birth, you like shit yourself and your <laughs> vagina and your asshole will become one whole. No, I don't. <laughs> none of that sounds no. wonderful. When I can choose to just have like a little screen put up and a surgeon who knows what they're doing just like slices and dices and brings little... Jeremy or whatever the fuck we're going to call it yeah. into the world and then I get handed this baby and then they stitch me back up and then you're done. Shouts out to all the mothers who have actually gone through I don't. I am in birth. awe of all of you um, if you've given birth to a baby. Yeah, you've given birth a, to more than one. Yeah, you're The fact that you life, did it um, once and you were like, you sign me up for more. You're a real life superhero. Literally. That shit. Like, that's crazy. Also, another thing I didn't know <clears throat> that I feel like girls in school are not taught because if they taught us this in school, no one ever would want to have a baby. You have to give birth to the placenta. So the thing that the baby is in doesn't come out when the baby comes out. You have to actually labor and push that out as well. Right. So you literally give birth twice, once to the baby and then once yeah, to the placenta. what the afterbirth is? Yeah, but I just assumed it just like like a little seal. It just like slipped, just like slipped <laughs> oh, out. Oh, God. Ugh. I don't know. It's like I don't have to push my period out. It just comes. Sorry, this got to a weird place. Yeah, but it just comes out. I assumed the placenta was the same. No, apparently you got to push that motherfucker out, like give birth to this like slimy thing that then some people will eat. Anyway, we're I mean, you got to get the, your money's worth. We're so. at the BC BS. See podcast on all things social. I was like, we're calling it a day um, there. Yeah, follow us on things. If uh, that if talk you, hasn't turned you off the show, then I don't know what yeah. will. If you've I mean, stuck like, around. To be fair, if you if you you make it through like raping headless corpses and yeah, that's so true. Other such things, then I think you could survive talking. Although maybe you can't, because like there's some things where you like you're sort of desensitized to. Yeah, almost. And there's other things where it's like, oh, God, don't fucking talk about that. Like, we can stomach listening to shit like this, but if a kid cries in public, we're, like, please. visibly uncomfortable. Yeah, please. <laughs> or if a child tries... I don't know how to talk to children. That's the other thing that terrifies me about the thought of having a kid. I don't know how to talk to it. Like... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, it, it comes... I'm sure it's different with your own kids. Yeah, Exactly. I just don't know how to interact with children. Everyone says that once you have kids, it's like, oh, this is what it's like. Right. Yeah. So, you know. We'll see. Anyway, we Stay are tuned. the BSC podcast on all, all things, things social. social. Follow us on Instagram for my terrible reels, but excellent memes. Yes. Uh, follow us on Facebook. 
if you want to, if and Twitter. Want, Honestly, yeah. I'm pretty inactive on Facebook and Twitter. Instagram's where it's at. Yeah, that's where the game changer is. Yeah, it's where I I grow into myself. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, shouts out to shouts all out all your shouts out to all you beautiful people for listening every oh, week. Oh, to to the lovely um, Jennifer who sent us. Um, fur baby photos mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, appreciate it. As usual, if you have a fur baby, please send us photos send of them. It. We yes. love it. Also, birds. Uh, I like birds. Yeah, fur babies, cool. feather babies, scale babies. Yeah, whatever you got, man. Anything that's not a baby baby. Send me unsolicited pet pictures. Hey, we should make that our unsolicited pet pics. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. And, yeah, we hope you have a good week. Au revoir. Bye. Bye.